Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. People here feel watched. Something's here. He's sick. He's pretty scared. They gang up on people, smother them. I thought he was having a heart attack. That was a suicide. She walked into her bedroom and killed herself. He is darkness. He is evil. Is he dangerous? He's a lunatic. He really hates women. They're being watched. My name is Amy Allen. This thing likes death. I see dead people. This thing's like a monster. I speak to dead people. And he's pissed off now. And they speak to me. His head was cracked. But there's only one way to know if my findings are real. This guy was murdered. I rely on my partner. I'm Steve Deshaw. I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. I cannot help you unless I know the whole story. And I know every person, every house has secrets. You saw her, it's my job to reveal them. Why would you stay here? But Steve and I never speak. We never communicate during an investigation. Until the very end. Stop it. Stop it. We uncover if it's safe for you to stay. I want to know the truth. I want to know what's happening. Or time to get out. Don't you don't go to this Amy and I conduct our investigation separately. While she talks to the dead, I interview living witnesses who've experienced things they can't explain. And dig into the property's history, looking for secrets buried in the past. I'm in Buffalo, Wyoming, a couple hours north of Casper. I'm heading over to meet with a woman named Dawn. She spent the last 15 years and her life savings trying to restore an old hotel in town. Problem is, her employees are scared to come to work, and her guests are being attacked. She tells me that if we can't help her, she may have to close the place down. Before Amy arrives, I have to clear the area of anything that could influence her findings. This hotel is filled with Wild West relics and portraits that have to be covered or removed. When I'm finished, the property will be ready for tonight's walk. There's quite a few people. There's a woman. She's pretty petite. She's saying that there has been foul play. She keeps saying drugs were involved. And she's very distressed about this. She was a manipulated innocent victim. And she really got the short end of the stick. What do you mean? Well, she ended up dying. Dawn, good to meet you, finally. Good to meet you. 
this place is amazing. It's like stepping back into the Wild West. It was the Wild West. She was built in 1880, right here on the frontier before there was a town. So this is the original structure? It was torn down right in 1900, and the big brick structure you see today was built. Okay. Now, has this always been a hotel? Always a hotel, but she was a full-service hotel. Uh, we had a saloon, we had a brothel, even the original courthouse took place here before the courthouse was built. Okay. Dawn, when did you buy this place? Bought the building in 1997, and she was within months of being demolished. You run this place by yourself? Uh, I do have two partners, David and Jackie. Okay. So I know you got some problems going on. Why don't you tell me what's happening? We've had footsteps, giggles, apparitions, and people being touched. Okay. Now, what's your biggest concern? Safety of okay. our employees, safety of our guests. I could tell Dawn was used to being strong for everyone at the hotel, but I could also see she was about to crack. Okay, so now you have employees and guests having bad experiences. What about yourself? You all right? I had a wonderful life until we moved into this building. It's been 16 years of hell. I love this place, but I want out. You want out, but you can't let go. I can't. This place has been used for a lot of different things. There's a lot of residual information, but it's very in your face. It's almost like you could interact with it. Like people here, they feel um, watched. The living here, they're panicked. This is the oldest wing and the most active part of the hotel. During restoration, we elected not to put a bedroom in this room because we felt that our guests simply could not sleep here. Okay, so what's some of the things that are happening? There's times when things just move on their own. Benches, rocking chairs, mirrors. So that's hurting your business? Yeah. We had one customer that picked up the house phone at 3.30 in the morning, screaming that things were flying around his room and he was out of here. I just see this woman, she's 60, short, like five foot. She does a lot of activity in this room. Do you know if anybody sees her? I think people would hear her um, because she's very loud. I don't think she likes this room very much because it, it's been restructured and she hates it. So what is she doing here when she's upset? She moved This is, is no good. So Dave, I was speaking with Dawn, and she's told me about the experiences that employees, guests, and her have had. How about yourself? On the front staircase in the lobby, there was a gentleman coming up behind his family, big cumbersome cowboy, and all of a sudden he just clutched the handrail there and just turned white. I thought he was having a heart attack. And I said, sir, are you, are you okay? And he looked at me, he said, it was like a light went right through me. I said, would you like to go down and sit down? And he said, no, I, I need to leave. Okay, have you ever experienced anything like that? Never, but I came down here on a Sunday afternoon to change out a smoke detector battery. Okay. 
and this giggling began. It sounded just like a small child giggling. That spooked me a little bit. And I've talked to many guests that tell me they've seen a small girl about seven years old, and they always tell me that she's a blonde. Now, did you believe in any of this stuff before? No, I've been very skeptical. But I absolutely know that there's something going on. I'm seeing two young kids, and then there's an older girl. The two younger ones are six or seven, maybe. They're blonde. What sort of things can they do? They try to talk to people. I would think that people would feel them because they're very present, uh, solid. They're very here. Dave told me to get in touch with a guy who works on the hotel's fire alarm system. Apparently, he encountered something terrifying while on the job. Now, what kind of experiences are you having down here? I was working in the basement with my flashlight and bumped into what I thought was a person. Began speaking to this person, saying, hey, you know, what are you, what are you doing standing down here in the dark? Okay. No answer, no nothing. I continued on my way up the stairs. You could hear my footsteps. You could hear footsteps behind me. I got to the top of the stairs, turned around and shined the flashlight, and there was nothing there. Could have been a patron that was down here? Why they would be down in the basement would make absolutely no sense. And there was no maintenance worker on duty. There was nobody that should have been down in the basement. Okay. But prior to running into this thing, you didn't hear any scuffling around on the floor or anything like that? Nope. Do other people from your company come here as well? Yes. And everyone that I have brought down here to work has a little bit of a reluctance to come back. Okay. There's people down here. They're trying to look for a way out, and it's really irritating them. There's maybe five to 15 of them at any given time. And they don't like it when people come down here and are not trying to help them, and they kind of rebel. What do you mean? What do they do? They, they gang up on people. Like, they surround them, like they smother them. I feel, um, pain. <clears throat> it is, like, really painful. <sighs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I understand that you worked here at one time. I did. Okay, for how long? I worked here for six months. Okay, what did you do? I was uh, the bartender in the saloon. Okay. Okay, so now I understand you've had experiences here. There's something in the basement that's definitely a little unnerving for me. I won't go down there. Why do you say that? My stomach starts to hurt and I get goosebumps, start to sweat all over it. Okay. Was that the only stuff that happened to you here? 
Um, no, I've uh, I've seen some apparitions as well. Um, I walked through the saloon door over here. And I got halfway through the room um, before I realized that I felt like somebody was, was standing behind me, watching me. And when I turned, there was a gentleman standing in the corner. Now, was it something you could see through? Was he solid? No, he was solid. And that was really scary for me. Just the fact that I could feel him before I could see him. <sighs> There's a man in here. He's not nice. And he does hide in the shadows. He likes to bother people. He is the main badass here. He's very mean to women. He likes to hurt women. How long did you work here? For about eight months. Eight months. Yeah. Now, I've talked to a few people that have worked here, and I assume you've had some experiences. I've had a few. Okay, tell me about them. I was doing prep in the cafe area, and I was just standing, you know, just minding my own, listening to the radio, and I started to feel a tickle on my neck. Then I had my ponytail tugged, kind of jerked my head back a little bit. I was pretty scared. Um, I didn't know what to think or what to do, so I just I stood still. And a deep man's voice whispered my name into my ear. It was like, Alyssa. Like, it was a deep enough sound that I could hear it. I didn't know what to think, you know, and you don't really think something like that's going to happen. You hear other people talk about it, and you think, you know, it's just a lie. It's not real. It's not real. And then once you experience it, you know, you have to realize, well, that, that is real. He likes the neck. He likes to squeeze the back of the neck, like, come up and squeeze him. You know, touching people, grabbing people, um, you know, specifically women. Like, grabbing them, touching them inappropriate. It was just a big, solid black mass. And the reason why he's all, like, black like that and misty like that is, is like, he relates darkness to evil, and he is darkness. He is what he thinks is evil. And so that's his soul. I was going to ask you, how do you feel being back here? As soon as I came into the hotel, I just felt, I just felt weird. Like, I just felt really emotionally unstable. Okay. Now, have you ever had an experience since you left here? No. I've never had an experience before until I started working here. Now, do you think whatever's here is uh, dangerous? Yeah. He really, really, really hates women. Oh, yeah. Yell at me all you want. What is he yelling? Well, he just got mad and started to, you know, call me. Any men who have compassion for women, any men who treat women well, whatever, he perceives as weak. He's gonna with them at, you know, too. Uh, what does he do to the uh, the weak men? He just makes them feel very uncomfortable, like somebody's in the room with them and is like right up on them. A very strong presence. He's a lunatic. Okay. Would you say that he's dangerous? Yes. 
I'm at the local library to find out more about the history of the Occidental Hotel. Digging through the archives, I discover something completely unexpected. A former owner of the hotel was murdered. But the headlines don't say who did it or how it went down. Now that I know one of the hotel owners was murdered in a high-profile case, I need to get the full picture. I'm headed over to meet with the Johnson County Sheriff. He tells me that the case has a lot of twists and turns. What do you know about this guy that was murdered? Well, Fred Wagle uh, was a very prominent citizen in Johnson County at this time. He owned a ranch south of Buffalo. He owned the Occidental Hotel from 1906 to 1917. So, you know, he was a very uh, prominent, well-known person in the community. Steve, how does uh, Fred become a homicide victim? Fred had a son named Max who was 20 years old, and Max ended up marrying a young lady named Marion, okay. who was 17. And subsequently, Fred ended up sexually assaulting and raping Marion several different times. Oh, jeez. All right, so she's 17. How old was he? Uh, he was 60. And actually, at one point, she becomes pregnant. And she's afraid that uh, the child is his. But she ends up having a miscarriage, you know, and loses the baby. This guy, he does bad things. Everything he did in life to women, he tries to do them, you know, now that he's dead. This is Western Like, he's a okay. drinker, he's a gunfighter, he's a rapist. I don't like him. He's sick. So who ends up killing him? Marion ends up murdering Fred Wagle, her father-in-law. Okay, and how does she do that? Well, she came up with a very ingenious plan of doing that. Fred was uh, taking medication for rheumatism, and he's getting his medication in the mail. So she ended up uh, putting a cyanide tablet in the mail and mailing it to him, and he takes it thinking that's his rheumatism medicine. Okay. Now, I know a little bit about cyanide. Does he die instantly, or does he linger? No, he lingers for a, a little period of time. Cyanide death is a very painful death. You know, you, you, you can't breathe. Uh, right. It causes excruciating chest pains and eventually ends up to cardiac arrest. It's a very unpleasant way to die. <coughs> Something's wrong with his chest. Like, he has a breathing problem. He feels very alone. He, he does not feel good about his life. He's so sick. Oh, he's a mess. He's a mess. What winds up happening with her? Does she get caught? She eventually does get caught. A gentleman by the name of Walcott and Joe LaFleurs are somehow get involved in this investigation and end up getting a confession from this young lady. And this is her confession. And she confesses that the reason she does all this is because of the... Of the rape. Yeah. So, Steve, does she wind up going to jail? No, she never was arrested for this. She uh, typed this confession in her home. Okay. Uh, with her father and family, I believe. And then she walked into her bedroom and took cyanide herself and killed herself. I'm seeing this grumpy old woman again. And she says, there were some dirty dealings. 
that went on. There have been things that have happened, people doing things that weren't good. There was one death and it was a tragedy and this was not good. It's awful, it's terrible. Like, definitely a suicide. Dawn mentioned the hotel used to be a makeshift courthouse. If that's true, it could be useful to my case. I'm heading over to meet the county prosecutor who says a hanging judge used to operate right out of the hotel. My client said that uh, Occidental Hotel I'm investigating used to be courthouse. Yes, around the years 1884 through 1886, the Occidental was sometimes used as a courthouse because the current courthouse was under construction. Did any noteworthy cases go through the hotel at that time? Yes, one that's still talked about today. Around 1884, there was a murder of a, a Jacob Schmier. He was the cook at the Occidental. Okay. Now, this is a sketch of his killer, Bill Booth. Booth was going to provide venison to Jacob Schmier. Booth didn't, and a fight ensued between the two, and Booth bludgeoned him with an axe. He gets caught, and in 1885, he goes to trial. At that trial, he is convicted of first-degree murder. Then he also confessed to murdering his wife, two small children, and at least about 12 other people he knew. Oh, jeez. Does he eventually hang? Yes. They hang him in the back of the Occidental Hotel. This is a newspaper article from the time. So this appears to be the biggest story of its time. It was. I'm getting that. There's another suicide here. Seems like some boy, young man, hung himself. Where did he die? Well, I kind of felt it was further down. I'm looking for where I feel another man hanged himself, but this grumpy old lady keeps telling me there's only one suicide here. And she says there's something important there that I'm not quite getting. It's really bothering me, too. I just, I don't know where he is. This area really was the Wild West. I keep uncovering more and more violence surrounding this location. During my research, I discovered that the Johnson County War was one of the biggest events in Buffalo, Wyoming history. So I called a local historian. She says the Occidental Hotel was right in the middle of the conflict. During my research, I came across probably one of the biggest events that happened in Buffalo's history. What can you tell me? Well, in 1892, there were a lot of large cattle operations over the whole state, and homesteaders started to move in, and those homesteaders were disrupting these large cattle operations. And the Wyoming Stock Growers Association, they actually created a hit list, and they actually hired these men. About 50 gunmen to come through and murder these people and clear them out of the land. And they became known as the invaders. So these guys were like mercenaries? Exactly. So what happens then? 
The townspeople learned what was going on, and they actually met at the Occidental Saloon and came to arms, came together as a force, and moved south out of town and met them here at this ranch. There's a lot of movement of people. They're talking about a threat. There's another place that they have to go. I want to say they're like um, in the military. So how does this whole mess end? It culminated in a three-day standoff. There were around 3,000 rounds exchanged, and nobody was actually killed. You kidding? The cavalry actually rode in and saved the day. Well, they must have been annoyed by that. This is a police action. This is not a military thing. Exactly. But when the cavalry rode in, everything just stopped. Even the townspeople must have said, well, we better back off. I would think so. I know I would. They're looking for, like, men. I think they're supposed to arrest them or something like that. It's a dangerous mission. They're all pretty equally pissed about being assigned this. You know, this is beneath them. Okay. Do you know when this was? 1890s, 1880s. Uh, there's yelling. Uh, there's panic. Jeez, oh, I don't feel good. Now that Amy and I have completed our investigations, we're ready to reveal our findings to each other and our clients for the first time. Amy, I'd like you to meet Dawn and Dave. They are the owners of this hotel. Dawn's put her blood and sweat into this place. There's always been activity here, but it's picked up a lot lately. Their employees are scared to work here, and their guests are having issues. Some of them are even running out of here. They're barely getting by as it is, and they nearly need our help to find out what's going on here to try to save the business. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Amy and have her start telling us about her walk. Where I started my walk, I met this really grumpy old lady. There's one room that she hates, which is the kitchen upstairs. Sometimes she gets confused and gets really upset and kind of, like, flips out. She moves a lot of things around. Basically, she wants to kind of make a point. Makes sense. Okay. I mean, the housekeeper is always finding things moved to different areas, so that makes sense. Oh, furniture's moved and mirrors are moved and you'll find pictures tipped when nobody's been in there. I purposely did not restore that room as a bedroom or Mm. a guest room because the activity was so strong I felt my guests could not sleep there. Interesting. Wow. Because I think she wants things, you know, completely the way they were. So it just irritates her that it's not being used the way that it was. What else did you see? I saw this really interesting residual incident. A residual haunting is something that is captured by the environment and played back like a movie. So there were these men, they were arguing about this mission they were on. I thought that they were in government or military, something of that nature. And their mission was to find a group of men. They are supposed to arrest them. The other thing that was really upsetting to them was that this particular mission was way beneath their job titles because they were prestigious men. 
I got this was between the 1880s or 1890s. Incredible. The reason I say that is because uh, this was one of the biggest events in Buffalo, Wyoming history. I'm talking about the Johnson County War. You had wealthy cattle ranchers here who were upset that people were settling on their land. So what they did go and do is they hired a bunch of mercenaries known as the invaders. They hired these guys to get rid of and kill the people that were settling here. And then the cavalry was brought in by the government to arrest the invaders. So they surround these guys on a ranch. 3,000 rounds are exchanged. <laughs> Believe it or not, nobody gets killed. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's amazing. What year was that? 1892. So you got the time right. And these guys were from the 6th Cavalry, from what I understand, which was a prestigious unit. Makes sense that they would think it would be beneath them to do this. Is this who you think you saw? Possibly. All I know is I saw a group of men in uniform who resented the mission they were sent to complete. They wanted to be someplace else. So what else is going on? The grumpy old lady told me that there was only one suicide here. And she said that it was really sad and tragic, and, but also a real inconvenience for a lot of people. It was a girl, and there were drugs involved. The confusing thing was, then I came up here, there were people running, and they said that a young man had hung himself in one of the rooms or something. It didn't make sense because she said there was only one suicide, and so that kind of meant to me there were two. I might be able to clear it up. She, she may have been right about the suicide. Okay. But it didn't actually happen here. So I'm going to hold off on that until I hear a little bit more about your walk. Now, there was a hanging here, but it wasn't a suicide. It wasn't. It wasn't a suicide. Okay. okay. Now, the hotel was a temporary courthouse from 1884 to 1886. And before it was torn down and rebuilt in 1900, a murder trial took place here. A guy by the name of Bill Booth murdered the person that actually was the cook here. The cook had enlisted him to provide him with venison meat. They got into an argument, and then he bludgeoned him to death with an axe. Oh, my gosh. He was sentenced to death, but this is the kicker. This is him. Right before he dies, he admits to killing his wife and two kids. Wow. And killing at least 12 other people that he can remember. Oh, my gosh. He was hung right here behind the hotel. Wow. So, how'd the rest of your walk go? When I came in this room, I saw this really creepy-looking guy. Very tall, all in shadow, but very solid. And I think that he's the main issue here. He's very negative. He is a very, very strong presence here. One of his biggest things is he absolutely hates women. Hates them with a passion. He also grabbed me by the back of the neck and was squeezing really hard. And this is something he likes to do to kind of assert dominance like an animal. He bullies people by grabbing them, trying to strangle them, and he also tries to chase people out of the hotel. 
on the front staircase here, there was a, a gentleman coming up the stairs. As I approached him coming down the stairs, um, he just froze solid and was just literally white. He said to me, you did not see that. And I said, what? And he said, it passed right through me. And I said, what passed right through you? And he said, it was a light passed right through me. And he said, I need to leave. We had a guest that checked in and at 3.30 in the morning, he picked up our house phone and he was screaming that things were flying around his room. Things were falling off the walls and he was out of here. I interviewed two former employees from here that were pretty young girls. And talking to them, I felt like, you know, like something's picking on these kids. It's not good. It's like he's all about creeping up on people, catching them off guard. So I did do a sketch of, of like, kind of a situation um, that I perceived of him kind of intimidating a male. He's wearing a cowboy hat jeans and cowboy boots. He's 60 to 65, and he's tall. Wow. Take a look at that. Oh, wow. I'd like him to go away. I, I just can't give up. Because this is such a special place. Now, seeing that sketch, I mean, how does that make you feel? Right. I felt very drawn to this building the moment I walked into it. But it's been so hard for me. Yeah, you even said that to me. Like, your life's been like hell since you started here. Now, did you get a sense of who this guy might have been? He obviously liked to hurt women when he was alive. He likes to try as much as he can to hurt them now. He was completely out of his mind, had no sense of wrong or right. And I definitely felt that he was a rapist of women. <laughs> One of the former owners of this hotel, he was a rapist. Oh. His name was Fred Wagel, and he owned this place from 1906 to 1917. He was about 60 years old, and he had a son around 2021, who married a girl named Marion, who was 17. He repeatedly raped his daughter over and over again. But she got revenge. Oh, boy. He had rheumatism, and he was getting mail-away medicine for it. So she decided she was going to mail him some medicine, and she did. She mailed him some cyanide. Oh, my. And he took it. Oh. Mm. He died a nice, slow, painful death, which he deserved. Now, about a year later, authorities questioned her about it, and she confesses to the whole thing. Wow. Now, you had mentioned suicide. Mm-hmm. This confession took place at her home. She excused herself for a few minutes as the detectives were there, and she went in the next room, and she killed herself in the same manner. Oh, no. He was in cyanide. That's just awful. It is. Now, do you think this could be the rapist? Yeah, more than likely that may be our culprit. So right. he's still hating women. Oh, yeah. I mean, he still wants to do what he was doing. He'd like to be raping them, not just 
fondling, touching, or grabbing. Best to get rid of him before he figures it out. Will he be able to soon? Well, I mean, he's definitely working on it. He's working on it. Yeah. He's evolving. We laid a lot of information down for you. The big question is, are you guys going to be able to run this hotel in a safe manner for yourselves, your employees, most importantly for your guests? Uh, with that, I'm going to turn it over to Amy to get an answer. Because of the amount of residual energy, I think it would be best if you get a residual cleansing. So you need to find a psychic or a shaman or a Wiccan. The second thing you need to do is have that same individual do a protection ceremony for you. What, what is that? Well, once you're done cleansing this place, you have a clean slate. You, you want to kind of keep it clean. Okay. Then, to get rid of the rapist, you need to find a male medium. A strong alpha male, definitely. Why an alpha male? A lot of men who bully women are usually cowards at heart mm. mm-hmm. and weak. And if you get a real man in here, he's going to bow down. And as far as the grumpy old lady, I think just taking that room and putting it back to a guest room will make her a lot less noisy. Not a big question. Are you going to listen to what Amy says? I am concerned about Don, but this is overwhelming to me, for sure. So I'm still absorbing it, and I have to think through this. Okay. I like your honest answer. Now, Dawn, you're going to follow through with this. I am. Okay. It's time. I'd like my life back. Yeah. Yeah. The evil man who attacked me is extremely dangerous. Even if Dave chooses not to help, Don should really follow my advice. Or he could do a lot of damage, not only to the hotel, but also to its employees and guests. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.